the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Happy Monday to you. Are you ready to give me a call about marriage? Why don't you go ahead and do it right now? Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me, your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. So glad you're hanging out with me in the nation's capital, all of D.C., all of Maryland, all of Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well uh, on WAVA, the entire DMV. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me. 105.1 FM uh, right here, the number one uh, Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country. And uh, I get to hang out with you as well as on social media. What's happening, everybody? On my Facebook and YouTube pages, thanks a lot for tuning in. At Anderson Speaks is my handle there. It is a call-in talk show, and uh, this is how we roll. We kick it off with Marriage Mondays. That's today's topic. Tough topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then open phone-in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. And then, of course, on Saturday we have a special show. It's not call-in, but it's a highlight show you want to catch at 7 p.m. every Saturday evening. And if you haven't had enough by then, you know, on Sundays you can worship with me. Just go to bridgeway.cc and you can uh, have a worship service with me for about an hour or so every Sunday at 8, 10, or 12. And, of course, if you just want the message, check me out on my Facebook page at uh, 1230, I believe it is, every Sunday. You can get the message that I preach as well. So it's seven days a week. <laughs> so uh, you should be getting tired of me. I get tired of me sometimes. What do you think about that? Well, today is Marriage Monday, and we're talking about work and marriage. Uh, work and marriage. Is your spouse's career killing your marriage? Is work killing your marriage? Or is it one of those situations where I'm glad uh, that he's working, that she's working, uh, but that work-life balance can can sometimes become an imbalance in marriage. And so uh, when work is more important than the marriage, how do you deal with that? Well, that is today's topic. And if you want to give me a call to chime in, maybe you have a question about it, or maybe you have a comment about it, feel free to give me a call at 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. Or just remember the word bridge, 888-43-BRIDGE. Feel free to give me a call. My lines are now open. 
As always, we like to open as well as close the show in a word of prayer. So why don't you bow with me now? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity you give us to connect about marriage. Thank you for a brand new week. Thank you for a happy Monday. And we just pray sunshine, uh, Lord, in all of our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name, we pray and commit today's show over to you. Amen and amen. Well, there are a couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com, andersonspeaks.com, or go to my favorite website, embracegracism.com. It's the word racism with a G in front of it, gracism, and learn what it means to be a gracist, what God is for all of us, embracegracism.com. Today we're talking about work in marriage. When work becomes seemingly more important than marriage, how how does work and how does a career affect marriage in general? And specifically for you, is your husband or your wife's career a, a benefit to your relationship or a liability to your marriage? Even if it is making the money that's necessary, is it actually helping or uh, not helping? Maybe I can help you as you talk about it. I can walk you through it, talk you through it, pray you through it. We've got, of course, the Word of God, the Bible. I've got it right here. I'm holding it up. For those of you who are watching me on Facebook, you can see the Word of God in my hand. And, of course, we always have uh, a great uh, listeners who sometimes are much smarter than I am. So, you know, you get what you need today uh, just by uh, calling in faith. Maybe you're thinking of a career change. Maybe you're thinking of a career move and uh, you want some wisdom on that or just to talk it through with a brother in the Lord or a pastor, well, guess what? That's why I'm here. My lines are wide open. My number, once again, is 888-432-7434. Is your spouse's career killing your marriage? Or, you know, is the lack of a career, the lack of work actually creating a a dire problem in your marital relationship because you happen to be married to that perpetually unemployed person. You know, they're always doing a new idea. They're always doing a new business. They're always doing a new job. They're always doing a new career. And yet they don't seem to be bringing in uh, income. And while that is good when you are in your mid to late twenties and you're getting started and you're all trying to trying to build stuff, you know, where you've been married to this person for 15, 20, 25 years, and it's still the same struggle. You're like, Lord, have mercy. Uh, how can I support uh, this spouse again? Because they have a new idea, another new idea, another venture. And guess what? They want to take our family money and invest it in yet something else. How do you know when this is the big one? And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, no, it's just another one. We lost money again. Well, you know what? I want to help you. I want to talk you through it, walk you through it. So here's the question. Is your spouse's career or lack of one uh, killing your marriage? Let's talk about work and marriage balance. I'm going to run to my commercial break right now. When I get back, uh, we're taking your calls, wide open lines right now. So get in where you fit in. My number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE.
What are you typing? I'm looking for a church to watch online this Sunday. Hey, check out Bridgeway.cc. Bridgeway? I think I've heard of them. Yeah, I attended in person before COVID, but they still have great online services. Bridgeway, it's, uh, it's non-denominational, it's creative, it's multicultural, the messages are powerful. Awesome. I'm going to check them out. Yes, their online services are amazing. Worship is incredible. We're talking biblical messages. They're practical. They have creative elements too, you know, like dances and dramas. It's really captivating and relevant. Wow. Now, what about my kids? Children's program, awesome. Our daughter can't wait to get online every Sunday. Now, how often do you hear that? Wow, that sounds great. Tell you what, they're live on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday. Which do you use? Facebook. Okay, cool. So I'm going to set up a watch party Sunday at 10 o'clock. Be there. I'll send you a reminder. We'll watch together. We'll set up a watch party. I think you've got a deal. I'll be there on Facebook at 10 o'clock Sunday morning. Search for Bridgeway Community Church on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or just go to bridgeway.cc. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Oh, <laughs> They are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they came out. Love it. It was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and I'm here to hang out with you on this marriage Monday, and I'm good till 4 p.m. So you want to hang with me? You want to talk about marriage? You want to talk about work and marriage? Give me a call. My phone number is 888-432-7434. All right, let's go to Anonymous in Alexandria, Virginia, and talk to the caller there. Hello, Anonymous. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, sir. How are you? I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for calling. What are you thinking today, sir? Um, careers. Uh, so uh, it's kind of complicated. I'm anonymous because I don't want to throw my wife under the bus. Anyhow, <laughs> she makes more money. She makes more money than me, but she doesn't contribute uh, fairly. Okay. And uh, I, I try not to go tit for tat. 
but I I don't have a problem paying the mortgage, the utilities. She basically buys what she wants. She may chip in for something she wants, but she just kind of saves her. So, you know, I got that little thing in the back of my mind. Is this an escape exit? What's going on here? Why don't you chip in? Ah, so she makes more money, but when you say she doesn't contribute fairly, does this mean y'all don't have a sort of a joint family account where you're paying all your bills out of? You kind of both have your own money? We have two um, two accounts. Both of our names are on them in case something happens to one of us. We have access to both of the accounts. Okay. Um, one is my primary and one is her primary. I see. And you have access to each other's account, but your money goes into your account. Her money goes into her account. And then how do you all pay the bills? Um, I pretty much pay the bills, to be honest with you. Out, of, out of your account? In our sh- yes. Uh-huh. Why did so you set it up like that? <laughs> um, because uh, she's pretty strong-willed, and uh, I'm kind of the—I don't want to say passive. I'm kind of the let's just keep the peace. But okay. she's pretty um, strong-willed. Gotcha. And so, would you say you're sixty forty? She makes sixty percent of the money. You make forty percent of the money. Is it more like eighty twenty or ninety ten? Maybe sixty forty. Okay, 60-40. Okay. Maybe 70-30, actually, 70-30. Okay, so she's probably making 70%. You're making 30%. But you're saying you're paying most of your family bills out of your 30%. Yeah, okay, so it may be more 60-40 because I do make a a nice amount. I mean. But either way, you're paying most of the family bills out of your 40%. So if you put your money and her money together, uh, how much money would that be per year? Would it be a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand? What would it be? It would be about two hundred, something like that. About maybe two- a little under. Okay, if you put it together, about two hundred thousand, and then your monthly outgo for all your family bills—not like your personal things you want to do, personal things she wants to do, but just if you, your mortgage and your car payments, things of that sort, if you added all that together, about how much a month is that? Maybe 10000 or 5000 Uh, No, not that much. The cars are paid off. Um, maybe maybe 5000 Maybe 5000 Okay, and so that 5000 a month, let's just round it to that, you're pretty much paying that out of your uh, percentage that you receive. Is that right? All right. Right. Uh huh. And then, what about the tithes? Do you have tithes that come out of your? Yes, I I do. And, I do. And it's coming yes, out of yours. It's not coming out of hers. For my, for her, she does. Her tithes come out of hers. Mine come out of mine. I understand. I, mean, I, don't, I definitely don't tithe on her income. I understand. <laughs> I okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And did you guys set it up this way because this is what she wanted to do at the beginning of the marriage, or was it a different way at the beginning and over time it shifted? Over time, it shifted. It started off joint. It started off together. Uh-huh. But, so uh, what she happened? Began to get more, she began to get more into the career and the money thing and wanting this and wanting that. And there were times I said no, and she would disagree. And there were times I said yes when I, you know, mm-hmm. vice versa. I should have said no sometime. Other times I should say yes. But it, mm-hmm. it ended up being a power play and a control thing. I understand. It sounds like uh, there's a battle going on in the household, and it's not just about money, but it's about who's in authority, because it sounds like she is not necessarily willing to submit to your spiritual authority. Am I right or wrong about that? 
You're right about that. Well, it's still submit when it's what you want. <laughs> so that's not really submission, is it? Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because if you guys were to create a joint account uh, and begin put, if you say the bills are 5000 a month, I would say at least if it's a 60-40 split, uh, then she should pay, you know, about 3000 You should pay about 2000 And at least from your checks, it should go to that family account. So you as the one paying the bills have, you know, you're looking at the whole 200000 and you want to make sure that uh, the bills are paid jointly. So that's what I would in- encourage as a, a joint family account just to pay the bills, you know, and um, yes. that could that could be more unifying than the way it's happening now. Would you agree with that? I agree with you. Just one last thing. It's, it's a little manipulation guilt thing going on here. So I'm the pastor. I want to keep the peace. I, you know, I grew up mama's boy, you know, so I like providing for my wife. Yeah, However, but, this is going to be extreme, and it's getting unhealthy. Well, yeah, it doesn't sound like uh, you're providing for her uh, leadership or authority or direction. It sounds like she's doing all the providing and leading and guiding, and uh, it keeps the peace. But, uh, you know, it, it it's going to take some movement on your part to put your foot down and to begin to say, Honey, this is the direction I believe we need to go. And for her to probably bend to your leadership is going to be difficult if you've been trained and if she's been trained to basically lead you. So I would prayerfully think through incremental steps of leadership. Don't just come in and say, I'm the I'm the head, blah, 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 in charge now, and this is the way we're doing it because I was talking to Dr. Anderson. That's not going to work. <laughs> okay, but okay. What, what will work, I believe, is incremental leadership, uh, starting with this topic. Honey, uh, we need a joint account, and we need to put our money in to pay our bills from a joint account. And, and tell her, that's what I want to do, and uh, I want you to, to change your, you know, the financial uh, way you have your money coming from your paycheck into this joint account. And this is the date I want to do it by. We need to start this by February 15th or February 1st or March 1st. But I would say this is what we're going to do and um, and not uh, sort of pussyfoot around and be like, you know, if it's okay with you, I, I wouldn't do that with this because I think that this is an important incremental step to begin to get you in the position that you need to be in. Because she might, she might not trust you. She might be holding on to that money because she does have an exit planned or uh, doesn't believe that you can uh, handle the money correctly or whatever. But it sounds to me more than that, she doesn't have spiritual respect for your role as the, as the spiritual head of the household. And uh, so I'd like to see you get I'd like to see you get that back. And part of that's going to be with, with this particular incremental step of leadership. That's my two cents on it. What do you think? I agree 110%. That's going to take some prayer and change. And, and I thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Well, blessings to you, Anonymous. I appreciate you. God bless you. I'll let you go there. But we pray for you that God will give you the courage, the strength, the insight, the wisdom uh, to know how to handle uh, this, right? All right. Stevens in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Hello, Stephen. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Hey, Dr. Anderson. Can you hear me? 
I can, although I hear a lot of air as well. Yeah, right. I'm driving. So okay. Do you have your Do you have your windows open, or you just have a speaker? No, phone? not no, not really. Okay. I got my head, my headphones on. So well, you know what? I'm That's safe. That no problem. Give me your comment or question quickly, and then I'll answer on so, the air. So I have um, I have a situation with one of my close friends. Uh, He's always trying new things, right? I mean, he wanted to be a realtor. Then real real estate didn't work for him. Then he jumps to something else. So, and then um, I keep telling him, you know, hey, if this is not working, it's fine that you're trying new things. But at the same time, he's pulling money from his savings accounts without getting anything in return every time he tries new stuff. Mm-hmm. So, to what point it's good to be trying new things, you know, because if you, it's okay, like I told him, I say, it's okay, you trying here and there to try to make ends meet and, you know, yeah. try to try to do something, because then, after that, he, he wanted to uh, uh, get a restaurant, and that didn't work, so instead of getting money in, he's always drawing money out, gotcha. so he's, he's hurting his family's finance, so to what point? It's good to follow your dreams or try new stuff. You know, that, that would be my right. question. And who who are we talking about here? You said it's your what's the relationship? It's one of my close friends. No, it's one of my close friends. One of your close friends. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. How, how old is your close friend? He's thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. Is he married or single? Yeah. No, he's married. He's, he's married. married. That's why I'm trying to trying to help her that help uh, him out. And is he actually making money or is he always losing money? That's that's the problem that he's always losing every time he tries new things. Right. Instead of going, you know, getting money, he's losing money. Is that because he hasn't gone to school? No, no, he's he's good. I mean, he's he's edu- educated. I mean, he has a degree in uh, uh, medicine, but I mean, he doesn't he doesn't want to work in what he studied for. You know, he right. want to do new stuff, and he's like, "There's no money there, so let me try here, let me try there." But he never gets anything. You know. Right. Right. Does he have any kids? He has two, two children, yeah. Yeah, so at this point, he needs to go get himself a real job. And then once he gets himself <laughs> a real job, if he wants to try something new with some extra increase that he has, then that's a different then that's a different story. I'll, I'll, I'll let you just listen on the air. That's a completely different story. Once you get a real job and you have money coming in, then if you want to do something on the side, some new ventures, some new investments, that's great. But to do new ventures and new investments, uh, Stephen, when you don't have a job uh, and you have a wife and a couple of kids, again, if you're 28 years old or 35 years old, you don't have kids, don't have a wife, or you're just newly married, it's a different scenario at that stage in life. I would say mid to late 20s. Once you hit 31, you need to be pretty settled in what you're uh, careers, but tw- the, the, the decade of the 20s is the time to try all kinds of things and not feel like you have to settle on anything. Even with school, you, you declare a major and half the time, 50% of the people change their major because you don't know what you want to do. And then you get out and start working. You're like, this is not my passion. So the 20s is for that. In fact, the 20s is that um, decade where you are thinking about uh, what you don't want to do. It's a process of elimination. But when you get into your 30s, now this is the time to build success. All right. And that's and, and so he has the drive for success. That's a good, good thing. All right. Because there's some people in the 30s, they don't have that drive. So the drive for success is good. But 
unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know what word you use there. You got a wife and two kids and you got to pay a mortgage. And so therefore go get a job, like apply for a steady job. Even if it's not the best job you've ever wanted and wasn't what you dreamed to do, if it's going to bring you 50 to 80 to a hundred thousand dollars a year, take it. All right. Pay your bills off, get your kids in the right school, get your home settled. Uh, and then you can do things that uh, are more passion areas, but sometimes you just got to work, work, work. I had to do this. I had it in my brain, uh, and I worked my tail off, and it almost hurt our. It did hurt our marriage, and that is, I I decided I was going to get my my PhD by the time I was 35 years old. Uh, I was going to move out of the townhouse that uh, my my family was living in. So by the time my son went to first grade, we could be in a neighborhood where all three kids could go to the same elementary school, middle school, and high school. And I worked my tail off to make that happen, and we just made it happen. We literally, I got my doctorate when I was 35, and we moved uh, just before it was time for uh, my firstborn to start first grade in that school system. And guess what? All three kids went to the same elementary, the same middle, and the same high school. And I know God's grace was all over, and I was starting a ministry, but I'm telling you, I had to, my, I remember my wife told me, you need to go get a job. This ministry thing is nice, but it's not paying the bills. You need to get a job. And so I did. I went to Craftmatic Adjustable Bed Company, and I applied so I could call people during dinner and tell them that their back hurt and they need to buy a bed. But guess what? That provided income, and it also helped my marriage. I'm coming right back to you. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. In the 1950s, there was a popular black and white television program called The Millionaire that featured a rich man who gave a million dollars anonymously each week to some unsuspecting person. Then we saw how the money changed the life of that individual. The outcome was always bad. Rather than solving problems or making life easier, the unexpected wealth just brought greed, violence, and conflict. Well, that was just fiction. Or was it? The truth is that sudden wealth often has just that effect on those who achieve it. With the spread of lotteries throughout the United States, there are numerous new millionaires each year. Would you believe that one-third of them go from rags to riches to bankruptcy and another 25% wind up selling the remaining checks at a discounted rate to pay off debts? One company which buys those future payments now holds $500 million in face-value jackpots. The CEO, Richard Salvato, said, The trouble with getting all that money is that it amplifies the person's weaknesses. If they were reckless with their ordinary paychecks, they're also reckless with the bigger ones. People just don't change. So if you're fantasizing about winning the lottery and living on easy street for the rest of your life, it's probably a pipe dream. Even if you should be so lucky, your troubles would only just be beginning. I learned that from the millionaire in 1955. To find out how you can partner with Family Talk, go to drjamesdobson.org. Hear 105.1 FM WAVA wherever you are on our mobile app or on iHeart. Tune in and now on radio.com. Free inspiration and encouragement every morning, noon, and night sent directly to your inbox. Sign up for free devotionals at crosswalk.com. Crosswalk.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. 
Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome to the second half of the program. If you're just tuning in, it's Marriage Monday, and we're talking about work and marriage. When work becomes more important than your marriage or when that work-life balance uh, where uh, she's career-oriented or he's career-oriented, is it affecting the marriage? Is it killing the marriage? Uh, or is it uh, a situation where, you know what, I... I'm I'm glad that she's working now. She needed to get a job, you know, that sort of thing. I'm glad he finally got a job, you know. So uh, let's talk about work and marriage. If you want to give me a call, my phone number is 888-43-BRIDGE. And by the way, my lines are wide open now. So if you want to get in, this is the time to get in where you fit in. Let's go to Waldorf, Maryland and talk to Jake, who's on the line. Hey, Jake, it's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you, Jake? I am uh, alive and grateful, sir. Thank you for hanging That's with wonderful. me. What do you think? That's wonderful. Well, okay. Um, um, I have no problem with that, with that, with the, my marriage with my wife. We have been married for forty six years. Oh wow! Yeah. So I'm just giving some kind of tips and uh, advice, kind of. Now, when we talk of work. When we think of work, we think of money, right? That's right. We do. Money is involved. Now, when we think of marriage, love is involved. Love, right? Right. Now, before this uh, two person will uh, decide to tie themselves in marriage, uh, they should think that it is a serious thing. And in marriage, it's not just the two person, but there are three um, involved: mm-hmm. the, the the man, the woman, and God. Right. Minus minus God, then that marriage will be a failure. Now, reason be, you know, work. Uh, I don't think it's just an alibi, mm-hmm. because if two persons really in love. With this other, mm-hmm. then no matter what, because when you get into marriage, you know when you um, when you say marriage, not just a live-in partner, mm-hmm. uh, you should uh, you should be blessed with the ceremony of marriage, right? So, are you saying that and work, marriage, and God, those three ought to go together, and and that's the point you're making? Yeah, because. Uh, 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 no, uh, well, uh, because of this pandemic, uh, many marriages perhaps uh, become a failure. 
but that should not be the case. Now, before the pandemic, even even uh, even before the pandemic, uh, there are some marriages that are uh, failure. You know why? Because they think of money. Understood. Now, remember, the love of money, according to the Bible, is the root of all evil. Correct. But at the now, same at the same time, you need money to pay some bills. Is that right? Exactly. But you see, uh, uh, before that happens, before marriage it happens, there is kind of you know uh, engagement relationship, and and in those years, it is not just it's your time. It should be a long mm. engagement time. Uh, now let me let, let me get you to give you give me your sort of final comment on this one before I I move on, Jake. Give me your give me that final comment that you're thinking. Okay, my final comment is when we go into marriage relationship, there's nothing should interfere because when you bow each other, you say for better or for worse. Gotcha. So nothing should interfere with it. I got you. I appreciate it, Jake. Thank you so much for your thoughts on that. Um, I got you on it. Thank you so much. And so, uh, yes, that vow is for better or for worse. Um, Now, let me tell you, sort of in the ancient biblical world, this might be helpful for someone. It may not be, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Most men married women who were 10 to 15 years younger than them. Anybody know why? All right, I'm not going to tell you yet. I'm going to give you all an opportunity to call me on it. Why do you think back in the biblical times a man would be 10, 15, maybe even sometimes 20? I know that's a stretch for some of you. But a woman could be 15 or 20, and a man could be 35. Um, What do you you think about that? Why do you think that that was? If you want to take a crack at it, give me a call. I'll, I'll tell you on the other side of the break, but if you get in, uh, and want to give a crack at it before I give the answer, now call me at 888-432-7434. Why was it that uh, men were about uh, 15 years older than the woman they married back in biblical times? I'm going to run to my commercial break. Get up on my screen if you have an answer or a thought about it. If not, I'm going to give you the answer anyway, and I'm going to try to make a point at some point about it, all right? We're talking about work and marriage, so think about it in that vein as well. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Have you ever driven through neighborhoods and seen beautiful up lights? You know what up lights are? They're when they shine the light on the trees, they shine the light on the house, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Well, guess what? During the winter months, laser landscaping are doing lights for your house. And they're not only doing lights on the outside, they're also doing hearth work. So if you're looking for nice patios and things of that sort, when you walk off the back of your patio and you just see how beautiful it can be in the spring, well, they're doing the work during the winter. So give them a call directly. It's laser with a Z, laserlandscaping.com. LLC. You can find them at 240-516-4967. Ask for Fidel. Laser Landscaping LLC. Ask for Fidel. Here's the number again. 240-516-4967. 
888-888-4967 and zeroing in his company to give special deals today for Bowie, Maryland. That's right, Bowie, Mitchellville, Greenbelt, that area. They have so many folks that are ready to help you with the lighting and the beautifying of your home. So give them a call. It's Laser Landscaping. Ask for Fidel at 240-516-4967. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession, and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Real Talk, Dr. David Anderson, live, hanging out with you. So what do you think? Why did uh, men marry women that were 10 or 15 years uh, younger than them back in biblical times? Let me take some of your calls and see what you're thinking. I'll tell you, but I want to hear what you're thinking. Let's go to Josh. Josh is in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Hey, Josh, Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm doing great, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? Uh, you know, I'm thinking just... Trying to go a little bit, just take a crack at it, is, you know, look in the, the Bible, a lot of men were, were leaders. Um, you know, I mean, look at Jesus and God himself, you know. Mary wasn't the one who was on the cross, but it was Jesus. Um, you know, so I think naturally, you know, just coming from that, um, you know, men typically just want to be able to, to be the provider, to be the person that that's the stronger, you know, not in all cases, but try to right. be the stronger person and, and, and just try to take care of uh you know, a, a woman like that. So I think naturally they, you know, they may tend to go towards someone that's younger. All right. All right. Let's see, let's see if you're right. Uh, I'm going to take a couple more calls. I'm going to tell you what it is, okay? Uh, sounds good, sir. That's a good crack at it. Thanks, Josh. Mia is in Waldorf, Maryland. Let me go there. Hey, Mia, it's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? Mia, are you there? Going well? Hello, I'm here. Oh, hi. So what are you thinking? Hi. Um, I'm thinking that maybe so that they could be more in a childbearing age, have a lot of children ah. while they work and, you know, be able to take care of the home and things like that. Right, right. Okay, that's that's a good crack at it as well. I'm going to give you the answer shortly, okay? Okay. Thank you. That's good thinking here. Listen to these, uh, these smart uh, listeners of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not done yet. Let me get a couple more in and then I'll tell y'all. Uh, what I'm thinking here. Let's go to Latasha in uh, Manassas, Virginia. Hi, Latasha. It's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you perfectly. What are you thinking? Okay. I think the age difference was because of the dowry. The I dowry. think men had to, um, they had, some men had to 
it took that much time mm-hmm. to earn the dowry to afford uh, a bride during uh, ancient biblical times. Oh, look at you. I tell you, y'all got some good thinking. All right, I'm going to tell you in just a minute, okay? You hold on, all right? <laughs> okay. Good thinking. Thanks for calling. Let me get one more in. Uh, Gregory's in Laurel, Maryland. If y'all want to call me to talk about marriage and career, give me a call, 888-432-7434. The question on the table, and Gregory's going to help me with it, and that is why do you think men were about 15 years older uh, when marrying a woman, 10 to 15 years, 10 to 20 years, but 15's right there in the middle? Gregory, what are you thinking about that? Yeah, so I, I, um, I agree with the previous caller with regards to the dowry. But I also think that the time, the the 15 years gave the man time to establish his home. Yeah. And um, I, I'm thinking that, you know, if if I'm a father and I have a young daughter and whatnot, I mean, it's, it's not much different to them. I mean, a father wants the man to be able to provide completely. And right. so it, it seems to make sense that, you know, the age difference, one would provide maturity uh, for the the man to grow into full manhood mm-hmm. and have fully established himself. Wow, look at you. Some good, some really good answers. I'm going to tell you in just a minute, okay, Gregory? Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay, God bless you. God bless you. Hey, listen, so uh, on my break, I'm going to check my facebook page in fact i'm gonna gonna pull it up really quickly right now i just want to see if anybody has some answers on there and i'm gonna tell y'all okay i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you i'm just scrolling through really quickly here to see what's happening on my facebook page hello to leslie lightfoot anderson and arvella whitehead and rebecca rodriguez is hanging out with me and one of my top fans and then portia white another top fan donald francisco kimberly pope uh, Evelyn, uh, Ellen Harris, Kevin Summers, what's up, my man? All right, so listen, here it is. Uh, y'all got it. Y'all pretty much got it. Got it straight on. All right, um, Gregory, you really had it, and that was a time to establish himself, and then Latasha to pay that dowry. Now there were other benefits, like Mia was talking about childbearing age, uh, and you know, uh, like Josh was talking about being a provider, um, and so. But here was the thing. He could not take the daughter of another man until he had established his tent. So you remember in the scripture, it would say he would take her into his tent. Well, he had to pay for his tent. He had to pay for his land, his tent. He had to own a business or work in a way that he was establishing his home. So it wasn't just like, hey, baby, I'm going to marry you, and we're going to go figure out how we're going to get a home together. No, it was he worked. He made the money he needed to make. He got his own tent. And once he prepared a place for her, come on, I go away to prepare a place for you. Once he prepared a place for her, he came to get that bride. Hmm. Sound like something y'all know about? Remember what God said? I go away to prepare a place for him that where I am, you may be also. Well, the man was supposed to go prepare a place. So then he would go get his bride. Who who do I want? Ooh, I want I want Rachel. Dad, you gave me Leah, but I'm going to keep working another seven years to get me some Rachel. But it was this, <laughs> this idea that this is the woman I want to bring into my tent under my covering. And then the father 
was able to release her because she, he, he knew that she would be well taken care of. Now, part of the reason he, he knew she would be well taken care of, and this is where uh, I believe it was Latasha came in, uh, said, uh, from uh, Manassas, Virginia, he had to pay a dowry, which is basically, uh, you know, it could be a, a cow, two cows, ten cows, whatever the dowry was set. It was a price that you paid to say, look, you raised her these 15 or, or 18 or 19 years now i'm going to pay you dad uh of my of my daughter and i'm going to uh take her now and care for her guess what they still do that to this day by the way it's uh in 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 kenya i know uh folk that do that and here's the thing i know one gal she's divorced and um you know they had to pay the dowry back (laughs) it's like you know look i paid you this dowry our marriage didn't work out dad's like look (laughs) <laughs> you know, so anyway, that's, that's a whole nother story. But the, the point is that if we take the concept now, all right, not saying that we ought to do that, pay a dowry uh, or uh, be 15 years older. You know, do I want my daughter who's who's, uh, you know, 19 or 18 to be married to some guy who's 33? You know, that sort of thing. I'm not saying that that's another topic. But what I am saying is there's something brilliant about a man preparing for his spouse to be, even if he doesn't know her yet, you know, and uh, that just shows a sense of care. It shows a sense of protection. It shows a sense of provision. Well, what do y'all think about that? I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, I'm going right back to the phone lines. I got Anonymous on the line in Fort Washington, Maryland. Hi, Anonymous. Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm doing fine, except uh, Happy New Year, Doctor. Hell, Happy New Year. Thank you. So what do you think? Anyway, thinking? my well, I'm a widower, be a widower for three years hmm. next month. Oh wow! I'm seventy-eight years old. I was married for fifty-three years. Wow! And I was an avid church goer, so was my wife. Yes. And I sang in the choirs. I'm a lead singer in the church, about three or four hundred people. I guess membership, so they know me. Uh huh. I'm being a lead singer. But the problem is, okay, now. I'm having a difficulty trying to see whether or not I can successfully have a relationship with any of that lady that attend church. And they knew my wife, they know me. And every time I think this thing through, I always come into a block. I mean, I get a, a roadblock. Yeah. I don't say I could do that and have a, a wholesome, I saw some people, anyway. What is, what is your biggest concern? Is it um, that everybody knew your wife and then it's going to be a lot of drama and. Yes, and yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the ladies that, that my age and her age, I mean, they were her friends, and I said, if I become, try, to be a, try to be in a relationship with some of these ladies, <laughs> I just don't say how that could be something that would work out. Yeah, you, might wanna, you may want to start dating outside of that church. Cause well, I've been, that's what I've been told. Now, I wonder, is, and, so, well, you say it, so I think I get other people give me good advice that, yeah. Some of the ladies seem like they get me picked out, but I don't think well, they take it seriously. I think they're trying to make see if I'm going to make up my mind who I'm going to select. Well, who. and if you are going to select somebody, I would have a private relationship, and it have to be somebody that, that you trust uh, because you don't want to go on one or two dates and then she announces that she's your woman when you're still right. trying to you sort of, well, feel it out, this wrong word, but you know what I'm saying, trying to explore. There you go, explore. Yeah, but you might you might want to you might want to date somebody from another church and once you get down the line long enough, uh, then you know introduce them after 
a few months. Anyway, my friend, God bless you. I'm running to my break. I'll be right back. Word of Life Christian Academy, founded in 1979, offers an accredited academic program for students in preschool through 12th grade. Enrollment is open for in-person second semester classes beginning January 25th. Are you interested in a Christian education for this year and the upcoming school year? Enroll today. Our summer camp program begins Monday, June 14th. For more information, visit our website at wolca.org or email us at info at wolca.org. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800 500 If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? Do you feel overwhelmed right now? Maybe you're facing something that seems to have a staggering advantage over you. If so, I want to open your eyes to the greatness of God's power that's available to each of us and let you know that there is a solution. In God's kingdom, in order to see, we must first invite the Lord to help us believe. Ephesians 1, 18 through 19 explains the power of this principle. It says, let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened that we may know the hope of our calling and the greatness of his power for those who believe. So when you look at life through the lens of faith, you will always see that God is bigger than your problems. Fear, anxiety, hopelessness, they all melt away in light of God's glory. So don't be blinded by the darkness of your particular situation. Instead, stand strong, believe God's word, and ask him to open your eyes so you can see the power of his glory at work in your life. This is Dr. Derek Greer. For more, go to gracechurchva.org. And as always, live big. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. The very being of God is who Jesus Christ is. He is second in command. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three persons of the Trinity who are all equal in attributes and in power because there's one single purpose and one unity in the Godhead. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, helping you grow in Christ every day. Weekday mornings at 8.30 on WAVA. Hello, friends. This is Janice Fonseca, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us on this thought-provoking radio show where Dr. Anderson creates a safe, uncommon table to build bridges where there's a divide. Because like he says, comprehension begins with conversation. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is a nonprofit ministry, and it is made possible with generous listeners like you. Would you consider partnering with us? It's really easy. Let me tell you how. Go to andersonspeaks.com and click on the donate button. Consider giving a monthly donation. If you're a business and want to sponsor Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, email me at info at andersonspeaks.com. Together we can build bridges and have great conversations on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. 
become a partner or a sponsor and go to andersonspeaks.com and donate. Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. Andersonspeaks.com And we're back. It's wonderful to be able to hang out with you all today, and it's a quick uh, hour, isn't it? But we get to talk about marriage. We get to talk about uh, what God's thoughts are about marriage and really how we can have the work-marriage uh, balance. You know, the mission that God gave Adam came first, right? And then he gave him the mate. So if you were to put it in order, I would say master, mission, mate. Now, everyone's not going to agree with that. Some people say, well, listen, you don't have a mission. You don't have a ministry if you don't put your family first. And I would agree that uh, your first priority is is your family. But remember, if you marry a man or a woman who are, who are on mission, you need to make sure you are on that mission with them before you say yes. Don't try to change their mission, right? You want to link up with somebody who is one in purpose with you. Uh, and uh, part of that is the way you spend your your finances, your dreams, your your children. These are all the things that need to be discussed in premarital counseling, right? And so there's no surprises. You find out five years into the marriage that he's always wanted uh, to race motorcycles. That ain't the time to find out, okay? You need to find out. You know, I always wanted to race motorcycles, and I wanted to be a police cop. Really? Because we had not talked about this like five years ago, you know, uh, so anyway, not that that's a problem, you know, but it's kind of a, a issue when you discover into the marriage that somebody had a completely different dream than you ever even signed up for. You know, I thought we were going to be missionaries in Mexico, you know, nope, I want to be a police officer and race motorcycles. And by the way, I don't want any kids. What? You know, so these are the things you talk through with a Christian counselor before you get married. And then people do change, right? And so that's where counseling throughout the relationship and good communication, a lot of leeway and a lot of forgiveness is going to help you keep the marriage going for as long as you can. Listen, I sure hope that you were blessed by today's show. I'm coming right back tomorrow, not going anywhere. I hope you'll be here at three o'clock with me. Okay, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you are the author of marriage. Thank you that you prepare a place for us that where we, where you go, we may go also. And so I pray that we would think about what it means to prepare ourselves for our loved ones. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Yeah.